was getting ready to prepare my thoughts for this episode when the El Paso and Dayton shootings happened. As my wife and I were discussing what I was going to talk about in this episode, she asked if I was going to do an episode addressing the shooting. I told her that I hadn't planned on it because I just felt a little uneasy about using a tragedy like El Paso or Dayton on my own platform. See, I get really bothered by media that use tragedies like this to push agendas. It makes me really angry when people affected by events like these shootings are used as battering rams to break down the walls of their political or ideological opponents. I just don't want to be included in that. I don't have an agenda that involves tearing people down. My purpose is to uplift and support by sharing personal stories and information that I'm learning as I experience fatherhood. I hope to inspire somebody, even just one person, to be better. So, as I discussed this internal conflict with my wife about doing an episode about the shootings, I started to see a way in which I might be able to honor those that we lost. As I learned more about these people, I learned more about myself. And I can say that I grew personally, as a man and as a dad, as I pondered the lives of these people. And I believe that by allowing them to have a place in my life, I'm honoring them and giving them appropriate attention that they deserve. And specifically, I was really moved by Andre and Jordan Anchando. These were two young parents who were victims of the shooting in El Paso. And I really learned some lessons as I read about them and learned about them. And I've started and stopped this episode multiple times. Honestly, it hasn't been easy to gather my thoughts around this. I mean, when is it ever easy to gather your thoughts around tragedies and shootings? One of the things I think that hurts the most about these situations is how little attention is paid to the victims by those with the biggest platforms. And when attention is paid, it often seems like it's only to further someone's agenda. I do not intend to sound political, nor do I intend to use this tragedy in El Paso as some sort of means to further my agenda. I think this is why it was so hard for me to write about this. Every time I started typing my thoughts on this event, I kept thinking, is what you're about to say going to honor these people? I never felt like I was doing enough to honor them, so I stopped writing my thoughts. I didn't want to be in the same boat as those people who seemed so engrossed in trying to push a narrative for stories and ratings, and they weren't really honoring the victims. It seems like in these situations, the focus is always in the wrong place. Immediately after the shooting, headlines popped up about the man who carried it out. Hours of news coverage was spent on his intentions, motives, manifesto, and history. I suppose there is a place for this, but the cost of talking about him publicly is very high, because that same time could have been spent honoring the victims and the heroes that were also there. I believe to a certain extent, society as a whole hurts when these things happen. Society aches when we're forced to deal with evil. And it always seems like we place our mourning on the back burner to focus on something else that is less painful, like gun laws or placing blame. Again, I don't want to get political. Emotions and feelings are obviously running high, and that leads to a lot of people saying a lot of things. There's always a lot of debate, there's always a lot of blaming and shaming. There's more blaming and shaming than there should be. But blame and shame don't help us mourn. 
They don't help us internalize the victims and allow them to become a part of us and a part of our lives. Between all the headlines focused on the shooter and even during the next day is when I heard about Andre and Jordan. They were shopping for school supplies for their children, and they had their new little baby with them. And as the shooting started, it was reported that the mother, Jordan, put herself between the shooter and her baby. And subsequently, the father, Andre, put himself between the shooter and his family. Andre and Jordan both lost their lives, but their baby lived. Their baby did suffer a few broken bones, but only because as Jordan collapsed, she fell on him. Now this couple closely resembles me in my situation in life. A young couple with a young baby. Now they do have two more kids than I do, but in this situation, here was a father, a mother, and a new baby. And as I was looking for more information about this couple, I found a Washington Post article, and thank you to Washington Post for writing this. But this article explained who they were, and showed a picture of Andre holding his new baby in the hospital. Again, it wasn't long ago that I was holding my new baby in the hospital. And I think that's why this story stuck with me. And as I kept pondering him and this situation, I tried again to really understand and hold on to the core reasons that this story stayed with me, and a few things emerged. First, Andre, without hesitation, put himself between the shooter and his family. Second, Andre was actively providing for his family, which put him in a position to protect them. And third, Andre's family gave him purpose, and that purpose became his foundation for everything else that he did. After reading about Andre and his immediate reaction to shield his family from evil, I thought to myself, what will I do if I'm faced with a crucible moment like this? Will I react like Andre? If not, why not? And how do I get there? If I do, well, what caused me to do so? I look at Andre's actions as not only what they are, which is an incredible, absolutely heroic act of love, but also as a metaphor for a father's existence. Andre placed himself between his family and evil. And this world is so full of evil. Yes, there's good in this world too, and we are to be the good. That's the point. This to me is one of the main purposes of a father, to protect his family from evil. Physical danger requires a physical response, as Andre tragically and heroically demonstrated. But there are so many ways in which a dad places himself between evil and his family. For example, providing a home. As it turns out, Andre had just finished building his family a home. A home provides a safe haven, a refuge from the world. The last thing a good dad wants is for his family to not feel safe, protected, and loved within the walls of their home. In my experience with my own father, I saw this. My dad would not allow contention to exist in our home. If he felt like there was contention in our home, he would immediately mediate the situation and solve it. Contention led to uncertainty, fear, pain, and a loss of trust. He protected our home and presided over our home with confidence and honor, and he took it upon himself as his primary responsibility to protect and serve us. And this did not go unnoticed. Some of the most profound and meaningful lessons I learned that affect and guide my decisions as a dad, I learned from him. Our homes should be a sacred place, 
Homes protect the most innocent lives that exist in this world, our children. Our homes are sanctuaries for healing. I take a great deal of pride and feel strongly like I'm fulfilling my role as a father as I preside over my home and ensure that my home is safe and comfortable and is a place where my wife can mother our child without concern of the foundation that our life is built on. I want my home itself to exude this kind of confidence for her and for our children. And it's active hard work doesn't just happen. And I'm not suggesting that we need to build a big house or or build a house. I'm saying wherever or whatever we call home, we can turn into a sanctuary for healing and a refuge from the world. We can turn the walls of our home into barriers that protect us. Again, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually and mentally from the evils of this world. And we can create an environment of safety, learning, love, and compassion for our families. There's just so much ugliness in this world, and life hits hard. Life does not discriminate on who it hits. Evil is out there. And as a dad, I'm willing to put myself between that evil and my family. I find purpose in this. I find meaning. Hopefully, I don't ever have to encounter something so extreme as this type of experience that Andre went through. I've spoken with a lot of my friends who also have young children about this, and what I hear from them sounds familiar. They also feel that it's their responsibility to stand between their families and the evils of this world. They do it willingly, and they find purpose in it. You know, I find myself going through scenarios in my mind. I wonder how I would react in so many different situations in which my daughter might be in danger, not only physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually too. I think through these things and I try to prepare myself for the eventual difficulties that are inevitably going to come. My biggest fear is that I won't be prepared. My biggest fear is that I will somehow not be what she needs when she needs it. That I won't sufficiently shield her from evil that lurks in this world. I try to use this fear, though, to motivate me to be a better dad. I use it to stay present and active and vigilant. Personally, it keeps me on my toes. It gives me purpose as I strive to learn how to best provide for her. I understand that I won't be able to filter out all of the evil uh, from ever reaching her. I understand that she'll have to face some evil down on her own. But again, that understanding drives me to be a good example for her, to teach her where and how to build fortifications necessary to deal with evil when it comes. Again, Andre was an example of this. I take some liberties here, but... Two things are very true for me as it pertains to Andre. One, there is no doubt that he loves his wife. Two, there is no doubt that he loves his baby. I'll strive to live my life so that no matter what my family knows, that I love them. They will know that I'm willing to take hits from this world as long as those hits don't hit them as hard. They'll know that I'm willing to sacrifice what's needed for them to experience a more pure, happy kind of life. This is the first lesson that I learned from Andre. Second, it occurred to me that Andre was actively providing for his family when this happened. School was coming up and his kids needed school supplies. And Andre was actively seeking to meet the demands of life that were being placed on him and his family. Inherent in this is that he cared about them. He wanted his children to succeed. He wanted them to be prepared. He's trying to set his children up for success. He's making sure they aren't going to want for anything. He didn't simply outsource 
the shopping of school supplies to his wife, but he was there with her. He was present. And I'd like to think that this was absolutely who he was, a present husband and father. Being present allows us to recognize and stay attuned to the needs of our families. Andre was actively engaged in the good cause of providing for his children. Every time I make a purchase for my wife or my child that supports our household, or even pay for the experiences that help our family bond and enjoy our time together, I feel an enormous sense of pride. I remember growing up as a young man and imagining what it was going to be like as a father. And I remember thinking to myself, the one thing I'm going to aim for is to never wonder or question if I will have the resources needed to provide for my family. This was a powerful motivator for me. And it didn't stop there either. I also did never want my family to feel as if I was being negligent. You know, I try hard to be present, and I'm by no means perfect at this. I try to forget myself and the things that I want or need in the moment and make sure the needs of my family come first. Again, this isn't always easy, and I don't always do the greatest job at it. But when I do, and when I recognize that I'm doing it, and I'm putting my family first and providing for them, not only materially, but presently with my time and attention. The other weekend, I had woken up on Saturday with a plan in my mind. And this plan did not involve family time. It involved a whole bunch of me time. I had gym time planned, golf, chores. I mean, I had a whole list of things that I was going to do. And when I woke up, my wife reminded me about a farmer's market that was happening in a city about 20 miles north of us and that she wanted to go. We had discussed previously that we wanted to go. We just hadn't made a plan yet. And going to the farmer's market was not part of my plan that morning. I did change plans, though, and it wasn't too hard to adjust my plans. And looking back, we had a wonderful time. And after that experience, I felt really good knowing that I was able to be focused on my family that morning. I stepped away from my future plans that I had for that day, and I lived in the present with my family. We needed that time together. When I think about Andre out with his wife and his baby, school shopping, I think about a man who was living the present with his family and supporting them in the things that they needed. At this point in time, it was school supplies. Because he was present and providing for his family and the things they needed, he was also present in that dire moment to protect his baby from evil. Being present and providing for my family's needs is the second lesson I learned from Andre. Andre and Jordan had just celebrated one year of marriage. Andre's family gave him purpose, and this purpose drove Andre's actions. This, to me, is one of the most powerful lessons. In a day when dads are being marginalized, Andre is giving us one of the clearest reasons how and why dads matter. According to his brother, Andre changed his life around to best provide for and lead his family. He started a business, built them a home, and was providing for these children. And what's so amazing about this is that the two older children were not Andre's. They were Jordan's from a previous relationship. And what a powerful lesson here. Not only did Andre undoubtedly love Jordan, which is blatantly obvious by his actions during the shooting, he accepted and loved these children. And he stepped into a fatherhood role into a family, and it gave him purpose enough to make big changes in his life. To sum this up, he is a good man. Andre seems to have been a stalwart, good man. He was willing to rise to the challenge of having a new family. 
He went from being a family of one to a family of four when he married Jordan and had a child with her. This is a lot of change. After all we've talked about up to this point about how important dads are to families and society, no doubt this family was happy and lucky to have him. Families provide more purpose and more meaning than anything else in this world. And this is the third lesson that I learned from Andre. The stories and news coverage of the shootings are still prolific. Every day there is a new story with a new angle, a new insight to share, and a new proposal to debate. And every day some detail is used to push somebody's agenda. And it gets so noisy with all these competing voices and narratives. There is so much to say about each of these victims that it seems interesting to me and so much of a waste that we don't spend time talking about these victims. At least we aren't doing it in the mainstream media outlets that I'm hearing. Yes, stories are written about them. That's where I learned about Andre and Jordan. But they're never the headline for long, if they are ever the headline at all. My goal with this episode was simply to share some lessons that I learned about being a dad from Andre. There is no doubt in my mind that Andre loved his wife. There is no doubt that Andre loved his baby and his other two children. And my heart breaks that this happened. And when horrible things like this happen, I think it's our responsibility to learn something. In the very least, I hope that by using Andre's example to become a better father myself is something I can do to honor him, as well as the other people that we lost that day. Yeah.